What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Renegade Jukebox on the Renegade Pop Culture Podcast Network. My name is Mike. I'll be your host for this evening. Joining me, as always, is the Super Saiyan death metal god, Nick. Wow, I didn't think I'd pull that off as well as I did. I know, it's impressive. But yeah. This kind of completes our mini trilogy of Metalocalypse-themed podcasts as we have to talk about Death Album 4. Yeah, uh, again, I'm still shocked that we're actually getting the movie and the album. Like, I kind of am just wondering, like, is this just some really great dream we're having right now, or is this actually happening? A valid question. Um, Oh, yeah. But before we get into track by track, I part part of me is kind of wondering, like, did did Brendan Small only agree to making the movie so that he could make put like put out a new record, or was the new record just a bonus? I think maybe it's a mix of all of the above because I can only imagine that Adult Swim might get some kind of kickback from them doing a tour. I mean, they have played two previous adult swim festivals that have happened where i think run the jewels played one in 2019 i can't remember which exact year off the top of my head but i get where you're coming from because like after watching the movie the songs on the album don't feel and i said this in our podcast reviewing the movie it doesn't feel like death album four is integral to it that much and you know the irony about about that observation? Like, um, before we recorded this podcast, just out of curiosity, I looked up other reviews for the album. And one thing that each review kind of had in common is um, because these reviews were coming out before they saw the movie, they kind of had like, I don't know, it felt like, it felt like they were kind of holding back their their thoughts on the music because they felt they felt like it was too... It was like too connected to material that they haven't seen, but it's it's funny in in hindsight how um, how like the opposite of that is true. Yeah, exactly. Because I kind of can't help but feel that it almost gives it like it almost just makes it feel like this is the first Death Clock album, kind of given its chance to you know stand on its own merit and honestly i think this is probably the most aggressive death clock album we've ever gotten almost leaning more into the side of death metal rather than melodic death metal and that's not to say there aren't melodic elements in individual tracks but as as far as the aggression yeah i would have to agree oh yeah some of this just straight up reminds me of either of either Cannibal Corpse or Bloodbath in a lot of places. But I guess with that really short anecdote in mind, want to start tearing into this track list? Yes. And we begin with a track that just feels very Death Clock, Gardener of Vengeance. Which, again, Nathan just brings it up so beautifully in the movie. People don't come to me for songs about salvation they come to me for songs about what your guts will look like liquefied by a weed whacker and that's literally how the song gets introduced love it 
other than that, it just really feels like it just wastes no time, you know, letting you know Death Clock is back. It just cuts straight to the point. It has everything that makes the band great in the past and just, you know, just, again, amps up the aggression. I, I know why the next track was a lead single, but um, do you think Gardner Revengeance would have worked just as well? Uh, I'm not really sure. I do have one song I would have really liked to have either an actual music video to go along with the movie or, you know, just another track in mind in general. But I could see it possibly go. I would just love to hear it live, really. Same. Um, I'm kind of jealous of people who saw um, the show in New York this past weekend. Um, yeah and uh in this case because i can't resist the urge to not make jokes about it let, let's just be thankful death clock didn't play blue ridge rock fest last weekend because otherwise there probably would have been deaths like on the show yeah anyways with that might just beyond that there's nothing too much else to say it's just three minutes of great death metal i mean you can't complain too much indeed so the lead single of Death Album 4 is one of the... Did we did we say three or four songs from this record are actually featured in the movie? Gardner of Vengeance isn't. It's just mentioned kind of vaguely. That's how I was able to recognize it. I was like, oh, that's that part from when Nathan says that people don't come to him for songs about salvation. That part. With Aortic Desecration, on the other hand, it ties in directly to the movie where Nathan's just like, oh shit, this is the wrong song. It, it, may, it may have been the wrong song for, for the band in context of the story, but I, I will say, like, as far as like the first Death Clock single in over a decade, yeah, this was the right song. Oh, absolutely. It again, much like Gardner Vengeance, it wastes no time just literally tearing your face off. It's probably the most straightforward sounding death metal song they've ever recorded. I mean, the chorus is just blunt, aggressive, and hooky is all hell. And really, it does sound like the soundtrack to the apocalypse, or in this case, the soundtrack to the metalocalypse. Yeah, it does. And, you know, again, it just has everything that just makes the band sound great from, you know, Gene slash Pickles drumming, everything that Brendan does in terms of guitar work and vocals. I mean, what else can you say? There's the re there's a reason I picked that chorus for the intro. It's just it's for as straightforward and to the point as it is, it gets stuck in your head. It does. And I got to say, like. This this is one of the one of the many tracks on the record that like really shows how far Small has come as a vocalist. Oh, absolutely. Like he's just it's mainly just the lows that he's kind of riding on for the vocals, but I mean they just sound crisp. Mm -hmm. I mean, like dude's probably had like at least a decade of practice and little touring. So I mean, you know, it's like any muscle in your body, I guess, in the case of vocals, you just gotta keep keep it exercised and used for it to still be good uh with that in mind we do th slow things down a bit with the next track poison by food 
like compared to the last two songs but it's far from a bad thing because like it's more groove oriented but it's still doing what grooves really should be doing obviously the solos kick ass the way they're weaved into nathan's vocals is amazing like it's just another killer straightforward three minute death metal track yeah you you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth and you know there's there's nothing wrong with slowing slowing down the tempo as long as long as you as long as everything else like maintains like that heaviness and the grooves and all of that yeah exactly and you know like that's why i i kind of can't get into as much of a lot of doom and sludge just because it is so slow but if you know if you can keep the riffs interesting if you can just give it that little extra seizing to make it that much better of a track uh, i i'm on board with it but i don't really have too much to add about it just it's another great song on the record the next one i think might be one of my favorites mutilation on a saturday night oh i'm backing you up on that one like after slowing things down for the last track it gets back to melting your face off basically might even have might even have the best chorus on the album you know still with the band's tongue-in-cheek lyrics still intact would you say this also has one of the best uh solos on the record i i just say not just with vocals but just brendan he, he's practiced his ass off i have no idea if this was material that he had ready to go for the longest time and just like no way to release it i i have no idea kind of about the I, I know bits about the backgrounds behind Death Albums 2 and 3, but like beyond that, again, this album was just kind of one huge blindsided surprise. Yeah. And again, just kind of going back to everything I love about Metalocalypse in general, the fact that it seems like Small is equal parts a metalhead and a comedy writer slash director makes something like this even possible oh exactly and i mean just so far in in terms of just like the album flow we've had a good amount of variety but not enough of uh what am i looking for not enough of the twin guitar attack that we've kind of gotten from pretty much every death album before until the next track which might be a contender for my favorite song on the record bloodbath huh oh absolutely like this is this is basically everything that i want in a death clock song you know just with even a little bits of doomstar requiem that haven't been forgotten like there's plenty of choir bits plenty of synths the music itself just feels massive but you know, it again, it just has everything that makes this band as good as they are. Killer guitar work. The vocals sound great. They're comprehensible, but they're still deep and menacing. The drumming on it's killer. Even little bits of the bass. Murderface gets a little bit of moments to shine on this thing, so take with that what you will. And plus, I mean, just the chorus on it's great. I, this this is a proper ass death clock song i'm kind of surprised this hasn't been added to their set list for the baby clock tour oh yeah i i would love to to catch this live if i if i could 
from what Ga- I'm aware, they only play two songs from this album, though. Huh. But I mean, I, to be fair, it also has only been out for like, what, a month already? About, yeah. Anything else I guess you want to add about Bloodbath then? Um, re- really just um, picking up from what you said about the, like the, like the twin guitar attacks. Like, th- I think that is just one of, one of my favorite things about, about um, death, like death albums two and three. They have, like they, like they have a, a lot a lot in common with like with those albums and like i hope i hope this isn't this isn't like the last time we get new music from brendan small under under this uh under this virtual band because he he really has shown a lot of a lot of growth as a musician oh definitely my my entire thing just with continuing this i guess to jump ahead a little bit I don't know if you should continue the show and keep pumping out Death Clock records or if it's, you know, a situation where I do understand in interviews that he said that he's kind of got ideas if it were to potentially continue, which uh, I'm not sure about. But if it's something organic and actually, you know, kind of continues the story well enough, I could see it being a possibility. but. Uh, I can't say for certain until that happens. Fair. Uh, next one, the absolute attack of this music continues with I Am The Beast probably might even have one of the best riffs on the actual record because, I mean, just that chorus riff just with the harmonic for the riff, just like, just riff, harmonic, riff, harmonic. It just is aggressive like i i kind of can't help but wonder if either brendan was mad at adult swim for unceremoniously canceling his baby and then just channeled all of this rage into a new death clock record it it is possible like you know given this platform he's like well i have all this this pent-up rage i might as well i might as well inject it into some of the most brutal 42 minutes i've ever written oh absolutely like this is another one of those tracks where i kind of can't help but go the death metal side of things is more coming back to the forefront again i mean it just again that riff just continues sucking you repeatedly in the face oh yes uh so next track horse of fire we do slow the tempo back down again even a bit more of the melodies back is it just me or did you notice that there's a lot more kind of key work going on on this record i did i did notice it a little bit um and i guess i guess it's kind of appropriate for for this track because if if i'm not mistaken this is this is one of the other i guess either again either three or four tracks that actually made it into the movie i don't remember if there was any little bit of it that was featured in the movie offhand but like for me i kind of couldn't help but feel like this was one of the songs where i like "Mm, i kind of need a little bit more time to sit with it but then uh, that that last minute kicks in and it's like okay this is bringing me back around yeah it it is that last minute that like kind of solidifies this as as one of the greats but the next track is probably a strong contender for my favorite on the record. We'll 
get to my favorite closer to the ends of the track list, but this is one of the few where the way it tied into the movie was genius. And at the same time, it still had a little bit of that experimentation going on with the music, and that's Dead Face. Yep. Just like Aeric Desecration, um, the imagery from the movie is just kind of burned into my brain from 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 like literally just like the in, like the intro. Like I could just see um Swiss Squizgard just, you know, strumming strumming those those chords and and writing out dead face on the like on the cave wall yeah and in this case toki gets to hear his favoriteest thing on the planet a grandpa's guitar <laughs> yes that's right toki a grandpa guitar but is it just me here is just that riff almost like it's not a total throwback to uh murder train a coming or anything but like is it just me or is that riff pretty bluesy i i do hear a bit of a bit of blues to it yeah and just like adding that extra bit of crunch to the guitars and like you were saying just that imagery of the band chasing after possessed murder face like that that just belongs with this song i kind of am wondering how they're going to implement a lot of uh because like the way Death Clock play live is they have a giant screen behind them basically playing either music videos that have been released or bits from the bits from the show but I'm kind of curious how they would implement stuff from this record live. Hmm. Yeah, good question. I, but I mean, then you get Brendan or in this case Squizgar getting another ripping solo that there's the genius thing about the guitar solos is that they really do tie into Nathan's vocals a lot. They they do. Yeah, I, I I really can't say enough great things about this track. Again, strong contender for one of my favorite tracks on the record. Just, again, ties into the movie super well. It's heavy. It's got great riffs. What more do you want me to say? Go Go jam it right now. Once you're done listening to this, obviously, but go jam it. Yes. Next, we have Satellite Bleeding. This is not... I don't really have any real criticism of it. It's not a filler song by any means. It still has everything that makes the band great. It's still a good track. I might need some more time with it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it, but I don't I don't think it has, like, that... Um, it, it doesn't have that, like, extra push that, like, that some of the other tracks have like it, it's it's good it's pretty much a baseline death clock song but it just doesn't have that like extra element that pushes it to great but we do have arguably the album's two best songs i would argue this is this one's going to be the last one that really has as much to do with the movie by any means and obviously given that it's an acronym for song of salvation obviously it has to tie into the movie on some level and it's awesome like the song of salvation literally sounds like what i would picture a song uniting the human race to take on something trying to destroy the planet yeah no you're right this th this song for for death clock and metalocalypse is kind of the metal equivalent of um the goat the ghost army from return of the king 
it, it has that same like epic quality to it. Um, a hundred percent. I mean, for me, this, this is where the mellow death kind of comes more back to the forefront again for the last bit of this album. It's just the drums, the driving riff, the lyrics really do sound like I said, if humanity was supposed to unite against if salatio was even remotely real i could totally see this being like the soundtrack to fight him with and you know just who would have thought that death clock would have been able to make something uplifting brutal i know nathan certainly didn't think so at first oh you just needed to get some drugs in him with nubbler but with that in mind, we actually decided to rejam the trilogy because Mermaider's back. Yes. So, so something that's kind of something that's kind of funny about this is, yeah. you know how we've been we've been comparing Death Clock to Metallica, like in in the loosest of of terms. Yeah. So basically, Mermaider is for death clock what the unforgiven trilogy has been for metallica i mean i can't really argue my main thing was just i'm just kind of mentally put, connecting the dots from the entirety of the show and just listening to all of these albums again i can kind like i always just thought the intro to mermaider one sounded like you know nathan opening up like some rusty door he has a mermaid tied up and he's going to kill it. That's what I always thought it was supposed to be. But now that we have this greater context of the show, the sound effect, I just hear whales from the very beginning of each Mermaider track. And I, you can totally pick up some little bits in the mix where it sounds like some of the submarine beeps from season one mixed in with it. But then it just... Mermaider 3 just launches back into variations of the riffs from the first two songs. Oh, yep. And you know, if you if you if you want like the quickest sort of um display of the evolution between like the evolution of Brendan Small's like um, you know, growth as a musician, you you can pretty much track that with with the entire Mermaider trilogy. Yeah, like listening to everything in sequence it just it's woven together super well i mean even a goofy description of a song to nubbler in the show getting expanded into some of the best melodic death metal you'll ever hear it should feel like a piss take but it just doesn't nope and that that's be, that's because they're 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 genuine about their love for 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 the genre Plus also, is it just me or does it feel like just if this was in the context of the end of the movie, since Nathan was wanting to do a whole new world tour and do a new album, is it just me or, or do I feel like Mermaider 3 would go on that new album in universe? Oh, I could I could totally see that being the case. And really, it just ends the album on such a good note, and it really does bookend the Death Clock quadrilogy. It it does, and you know, let let's let's say because I have no idea what the future holds for for Death Clock. If if this were the final, like the absolute last thing that Brendan Small ever does with this band, it is it is kind of a fitting a fitting bookend to 
his uh, discography, starting the Death album with the Mermaider and closing with Mermaider 3. Oh, definitely. Like, and just because we didn't really get to talk about it in, in our uh, why we love this band, I really do feel like Mermaider 2 should get more love than it gets. Like, it hasn't even been played live. And I would argue it's a contender for like best Def Clock song. I I would have to agree. Having having respun it like just a just a second ago, it's it it, it is right up there with with some of their their absolute best. Oh, even just down to that last minute where it just feels like you literally are, are going down underwater in a submarine. Like if music can make you feel something like you're in another place it's done its job super well i mean even for a virtual band that you know isn't meant to be taken that seriously if it can get you to do that it's accomplished its job super well and as for mermaider 3 again perfect conclusion to this trilogy best conclusion to the death albums and i do loki kind of wish it was brought up in the movie more same like but then again for all we know it probably could be on deaf water i don't know it 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 could it could be and would, wouldn't it be cool if some, somewhere down the line if you don't get another season of metalocalypse maybe as like a bonus disc to like the re-release of this album we get we get an ep of the new uh deaf water Oh, that would be cool, but I still stand by it. I would just love to see Dr. Roxo's cover of Amazing Grace. Just <laughs> the way he's revealed in the movie is just flawless. Like, that's just the only way you can introduce Roxo. Yes. Um, I think I think that song is on the Army of the Doomstar soundtrack, which that that that's that's another thing. Like, I don't I don't think we we really stressed it enough how we didn't just get Death Album Four. Three three days after this was released, we have like an actual official soundtrack to the movie, which is kind of unreal to me that they've just given us all of this great content. Just, uh, this would be a case where I try to pick that up on vinyl if I could. Yeah, I I honestly feel spo- spoiled right now that that we got all all of this kind of at once. Oh, 100%. Even uh, just to kind of plug where people can actually go pick this up rather than just streaming it off of Spotify or, or in our cases, not illegally downloading it so that way the Clocketeers don't break into our house like the organized task force that they are and kill both of us. Really, it kind of sucks that the only way you can get your hands on Death Album 4 is going to Revolver Magazine's website to pick up the vinyl and CD that way. Yeah, that is that is, that is unfortunate. I, w- I wish it was more widely available. Like, I'm, I'm not even expecting this necessarily to just be something you can pick up at Walmart exactly, because, like guaranteed this would probably not get past their sensors very well but like at least make it somewhat available for those of us who want to pick up the actual album rather than having to pay all the stupid import fees but yeah if you want to go pick up this album the best way to do it is to go to revolver's website i'm still waiting for my pre-order of all four records so i guess i'll just 
have to wait patiently but any final thoughts on death album four you have mike um my final thoughts are this out al- this album just rules um before before we kind of wrap things up do you want do you want to go down and list your favorite songs if 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 we if we haven't already made them perfectly clear dead face song of salvation mermaid or three bloodbath and just to throw it into the mix aortic desecration yeah i think i think mine going in order of the track list aortic desecration mutilation on a saturday night bloodbath horse of fire dead face song of salvation and mermaid or three yeah as usual there's not a skippable track on this thing but no not uh, at all I guess my final thoughts, really, this album does not need to be as good as it is, given how long it's taken for it to even come out. It's as if Brendan Small got to make the most death metal, death clock album we'll probably ever see released. Everything that was already great about the other death albums is present here, whether this is the last death clock album we'll actually see that that remains to be seen but if it's much like the show it, it went out on the best possible note it could brutal agreed you know wh- whether or not this is the fine like the final piece of anything from death clock i'm just glad it exists i'm glad i'm glad that we got this in addition to the movie in addition to the soundtrack which features a lot more of like Small's orchestral work and just all the background music from from the film. And yes, even um, Dr. Roxo's cover of Amazing Grace. We just need a full-blown Dr. Roxo album at this rate. We do. That and Snakes and Barrel. Uh, yeah, can't can't ever forget them, but they'll take another 10 years, reunite and get, you know, they'll they'll relapse after the fact. Of course, as they do. Anyways, that is, that's all I really have to say. Just go, go jam Death Album 4. It, it's worth your time. Go spin it. Even if you're not a Death Clock fan, I think you'll be able to, I think there's going to be stuff you're going to really dig here. Yeah, out of out of all the, like, the Death Clock records, this is probably the one that, again, it, 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 feel, it feels weird to say this, but yeah, this, this is probably the one that's, that stands alone the most out of out of the four. And if this is your first time experiencing Death Clock, I I hope I hope this uh welcomes you into the the world of Metalocalypse at large. Yes, just uh please make sure that you don't torrent any of these, otherwise the clocketeers are going to arrest you and throw you in prison. Just just throwing that out there. Indeed. Um, so as we wrap this up, um, any, anything you want to tease for next time? Uh, I already did mention this in our review of the movie, but we will be doing a, why we love this band on job for a cowboy and expect plenty more jokes about how much of a mess Blue Ridge rock fest was last weekend because, oh my god am i glad i did not spend any money to go to that in hindsight holy shit yeah so sounds like that was um well disaster would be an understatement but that's a story for another time for now 
Nick, where can everyone find you online? It will be Super Saiyan Death Metal God. I mainly post whatever album I happen to be listening to, just whether it's on my phone or the vinyl or just showing off my collection, movies, video games I happen to be playing at the time. So go shoot me some inch likes. And you guys can find me on various social media at CaptainK42. You can check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CoachK42. And you can follow Renegade Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter or whatever the hell it's called at Ren Pop Culture. You can also find us on YouTube, on Podchaser. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Renegade Pop Culture. Listen to all of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And last but not least, everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. In escape, so do we. That'll do it for this episode of Renegade Jukebox. We will catch you guys later. Nick, take us out. His movies wasn't dildos. This podcast wasn't dildos. This albums wasn't dildos. Turkey, we've done well. We've done well.